Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Social Mom Podcast. Hi besties. We are recording this the day before it goes out just because we've both been traveling and so it's like what we're talking to you about is like real-time events, which is like so interesting because normally it's at least a week ahead. Um, so like if you're watching your Instagram stories and then you're listening to this, you it's, there's not like a gap in what's going on. So I think that's really interesting since we don't normally do this. Yes, we have a very exciting week coming up. Oh, it's going to be the best week. Yes, this Wednesday I fly out to Texas and then I'll be there for a week. I'm sure I've already said this for like three episodes in a row, but we're just so excited. So excited. A full week, but I already feel like it's going to go by so fast. Oh my gosh, and it's August's birthday party week. Yes, that's like another thing that we have to do. But if you think about it, you're actually not here for seven days because you get in, yeah, in like the afternoon on Wednesday and then you leave at like 5 a.m. or something. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. I should have booked it for nighttime. Anywho. (laughs) I'm really sad about it because that's actually Augie's birthday party. Um, We'll see if we can change your flight without a fee and then maybe we will so you can like spend Augie's birthday party with him. You mean actual birthday? Birthday, birthday day with him because we have like – we are going to go to um, like Little Land. It's kind of like that place that y'all have where it's like the like play place. I didn't realize I was leaving on his birthday. I thought for some reason his birthday was – the actual day of the party right yeah and then we're gonna go to the pool for the rest of the day so maybe we should see if we can get you to okay i'll look into it (laughs) we'll we'll look so yeah human is coming into town that means we're gonna get to record a podcast episode together um which is always exciting and then the babies get to meet i'm so excited i am so curious how they're gonna like if they're gonna care i don't know i feel like they're probably gonna like pull each other's hair or something (laughs) they're gonna hate each other no Mateo doesn't like ever hang out with other babies besides his cousin and he's not a baby anymore he's two years old so August loves other kids and like babies so I think it'll be fun and they'll be together for like a week and like we're gonna take photos of them together (laughs) oh my gosh I'm so excited we like they every time like we FaceTime we put them on the FaceTime so they can like talk to each other so maybe they'll remember the little yeah mosquito brains <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that is a really exciting week obviously oh i just got back from tulum we ha- we can oh, talk about duh. that i'm like you just got back from the lake but i totally forgot no. that you you're actually in tulum for a whole week yeah so we were in tulum for a week it was so amazing but it rained. There's a hurricane. It rained. It didn't end up raining most of the time, but it wasn't like for the whole day. So like it would be cloudy and then it would like rain probably like twice or three times a day. But with – and like the beach, we like never – we like never went to the beach. Like we went to the beach clubs, but we like didn't actually swim because like uh, it was like raining and there's like a lot of seaweed right now. And then like the beach clubs like weren't really like cleaning it off because no one was swimming because it was – not that hot so that was that was like kind of a bummer like I did not get a tan at all like I didn't even need to put sunscreen on the whole time either. I did <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't need to um but with Tulum having like all of the cenotes they're usually covered by like cave walls and so we did like four different ones and then like we saw the ruins and stuff so like and then obviously we had like an Airbnb that had like our pool and all of that stuff. So it's like we really like the trip was so amazing. Like that didn't really like affect the trip. But like I want to go back now and experience it like with the sun and the blue beach. And like we didn't do get to do the boat because they weren't letting boats out of like the oh, harbor because of the weather. So overall, it was beautiful. I'm gonna do a whole blog post on it because I feel like there's a lot of like misinformation that goes around, especially around like the safety. Like I felt so safe. Oh, and I'm like like I like, we had our own car and we, like, drove around. And most people, like, will go to a resort and not leave. But, like, I don't think that's, like, necessary at all. Like, it just seems, like, really actually kind of silly. Because um, we stayed in Airbnb and it was just, like, a perfect experience. So good and kid-friendly. Like, obviously, there's not, like, museums and, like, play places. But, like, if your kid is, like, cool with being outside, then it's 
it's perfect. So it was really wonderful. I I feel like usually when we travel, I get back and I'm like so tired and I literally wasn't. I was like, I don't need a day to recover. Like I'm like, I'm fine. Um, so it was definitely like relaxing. And then like the wedding I shot was great. So overall, it was a really good trip. It was like everything I needed, even though it ended up being like a lot different than we thought it would be. I love that for you. For Thank some you. reason, I totally forgot that you did that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went to the beach for the weekend with our with Andrew's family. And it was raining the whole time. But we got to hang out in the Airbnb. Family time. It was really nice because... Like, Andrew's family sees Mateo all the time, but it's usually at, like, family barbecues, and this time they actually got to see him, like, for three full days. Like, we all sit in the same Airbnb, so they got to see him a lot more. They're all surprised that, like, he does so many things and just, like, crawls around the whole Uh house. So that was really nice. My sisters are like, or my sister is, and like our friend that went are having like with like August withdrawals. Oh my god! Because they got to like wake up with him every single morning. Yeah. And he's not, he's not here. He's not with them anymore. And so they're like, I miss him so much. And I'm like, (laughs) I can imagine being with him because like that's like the third trip that my sister's gone on with us in August in the past year. So that she spent like over a week like with him. And so mm-hmm. she was just like, this is, it's like sad when I don't get to like wake up with him every day and stuff like that. And it's so nice when you travel with other people that are like family because they help out so much. Yes. Like they'll feed him and like all of that stuff, which honestly just feeding a child is a full-time job in itself. Oh my God. I know. Tell me about it. Mateo has been wanting more solids recently and it's, I forget all the time that this man needs to eat. I'm just so used to. I don't eat that much. Like I, I don't eat breakfast. I don't really eat lunch. Not because it's good. Just because that's what just happens. Like I'm just busy and I start working and he like naps during my lunchtime sometimes. And so it's just like, I'm just getting stuff done or like I'll just snack. Or just have like matcha or something and he needs a meal. Like we don't really eat meals that often. And so it's like today we were like getting ready to leave the lake house this morning. And he was like fussing at my feet where I was like cleaning up in the kitchen. And I was like, what do you need? Why are are you fussing at me like this? And I was like, oh my God, he's hungry. (laughs) So I had to make him like a cup of like Annie's mac and cheese. And he (laughs) ate the entire thing. I was like. What, yeah. excuse me we have excuse to- me sir like i'm and, and like soon enough i'm gonna have to feed feed him three meals like in two weeks i'm gonna have to be feeding him three meals and two snacks every day and i'm like I, I. <laughs> so it's like baby led eating so easy because you just like feed them what you're feeding but if you're um, not eating <laughs> and i was like but i'm not eating anything because we just like don't have like lunch from meals we just just snack you just so eat whatever you like can too. I have to eat. Like I have to get separate food like for him. So I know that's like a relatable thing that people, they're like, oh, I just feed him whatever I'm eating. Well, I'm like, he can't have coffee and matcha and chips. So. <laughs> right. I know maybe this will actually help us like get on our shit because we need to be better about actually eating. <laughs> I do. I- actually eating and actually like cooking. You were like asking <laughs> – we like asked Humana like what food that we should have in the house for the week and she just like rattled off all of these things and I was like we really don't <laughs> be cooking. I will cook for you guys. Um I actually like we like- cook like we like make like Trader Joe's like frozen meals or like we can cook. We just like it comes down to the end of the day and I'm I'm that's like I'm most uh productive in like the evening and so it's like I get started on something and I'm being really productive and then it's like I don't really want to make a sit in the kitchen and make a meal for an hour and then eat it and then have to clean it up like that I would get nothing like I would literally get nothing done it's like we put (laughs) August down and I just want to like sit down and work and relax and watch tv and eat and so then it like causes this like I feel like I feel like that definitely happens to me here but I think your kitchen will inspire me to cook so I will be cooking for you guys three meals a day (laughs) I'm excited. So yeah, we we gotta go to Trader Joe's and get some food. Perfect, and we can shoot some content here too. Do we need any kitchen content? Oh yeah. Do do it while you have a white kitchen to shoot in. 
Yes, because I did not be having that hair. Have you started packing yet for Texas? Yes. So today I started doing all of our laundry um, because, like, I need all of our clothes to be clean. So that way I, you know, can pick and choose what we're taking. And I was, like, packing, like, an outfit that I would put Mateo in here, like, shorts and, like, a long sleeve at the moment. (laughs) And Emily sent me the forecast for this upcoming week. And it's, like... (laughs) <laughs> hundreds that's like a high of 102 to 105 every single day and like that's not like it gets hot in the summer but I feel like usually it's like 100 101 like maybe mm-hmm. but no I'm like this is Arizona behavior and I'm I live in Texas this is not this is not what I uh sign up for I'm just gonna get screw up here but I I had a feeling and it's June let's it's June early is not June. it is early june it's the first two days of june three four days of june whatever this is usually like july august behavior yeah but we had a really mild winter like i feel like i've been wearing shorts the entire year like oh, that's so nice I, I feel like it has not it was not that cold like my sweat set time of the year was really short and i remember being like this makes me really nervous because we had a very mild winter winter yeah. I say that in quotations winter very mild <laughs> winter I was like this makes me really nervous for summer and it's literally the first of June and it's like 105 degrees I'm like what I mean we know what's going on it's global warming but it's climate change but and <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is insane so RIP I don't even know how your body's gonna react I'm more nervous for Mateo because he's never experienced summertime. Like, I can deal with it. Like, I know what it's like, you know? But yeah, for him, he hasn't been in weather warmer than, like, 70, 80 degrees. Luckily, so- we spend most of the time, like, at the lake or the pool or something yeah. or inside. Like, we don't just, like, hang outside. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to... <laughs> Emily's house is cold as shit. So my house is very cold. So you have to pack for winter and for summer. Exactly. That's why I'm bringing him some like long sleeves as well, just to like to be hanging out at the house and to sleep. We. I was looking up on Amazon like misters to add because the party's outside. It's in the evening and it's shaded, so like that should make a big difference. Um, but I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and need to order mister. Did you find some, like a pack of a few? So there's like, they come in like a, it's almost like a hose. They, I found like white ones. They're almost like a hose and you just like attach them to like the house or whatever. And then you just attach the hose to it. Huh. So I, I am gonna um, be ordering that for my sister to put on her house. Amazing. And have you figured out the bounce house situation? No. So... I got August the bounce house. It was like his big gift. And um, that was also going to be like a big part of like the party for something for like the kids to do. And I DM them before I ordered and they said it would come in time. So I was like, awesome. And then I followed up like with like two weeks out and she was like, oh, like estimated shipping date is like late June. And I was like, ma'am. <laughs> absolutely not um my sister my sister has a pink one and it's cute but it's obviously pink and like that doesn't even if i didn't like neutrals it just does not go with the rest of the party mm-hmm. so someone else sent me like this other company that does them like locally that does rentals and they reached out for me and they're like they have availability i checked and sent it to me that's so nice thank you um but they haven't they haven't messaged me back um but their rate was like six hours for like two hundred dollars which is like really affordable um but still like not what i wanted to pay when i already bought a bounce house but then i don't want to cancel my other order because i have to wait forever yeah so i might just like not have one and it would be fine but like it would just be something for like the kids to do it would be really special I'm trying to ask – I'm trying to see if, like, there's anyone local that has one that's not pink. Um, yes, yeah, so if any of you. One of my friends actually has one. I think she probably has a blue one, though. Oh, and she lives in Salem. You want me to bring it? <laughs> it's huge. And, like, I think it would be cheaper to ship it than check a bag. 
I'm going to message her because she was like, if you're local, you could use mine before I had even talked about this. But I bet it's I bet it's a blue one, which but would be better than pink. I can bring it. Oh, I'm going to message her after this. So I don't have it figured out, but we're working on it. But almost everything is like ordered in the mail, his outfit, um, the baked goods. I just need to call like Whole Foods this week and order like his cake and then like the smash cake and all that stuff. And then um, then like we'll get flowers from like Trader Joe's and like assemble them. And then we'll like just okay and then the margarita machine is here it's on a pallet in my garage oh my so i need gosh. to assemble it i ordered the mix i'm gonna get like wicker and stuff for it and and test it out to make sure that we know how to use it mm-hmm. then i guess the only other things are just like i don't have cups or like cute straws but all of the cute straws are paper which is not gonna go oh, well fuck no. so i'm gonna have to find like cute straws that aren't paper that aren't like neon something. i'm sure they have just plain white ones yeah, I guess that would be better. Like, just white. No, or clear. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how the party planning is going. Um, we're so close, and I just can't wait to, like, do it, celebrate. Like, all of our favorite people are going to be there. We were hanging out with our friends this weekend, and they're just, like, loving on August. And I was just like, oh, my God. We're, like, so lucky to have so many people in our lives that, like, love him so much. So, like, I'm so excited for the party because – I was like making the guest list and we got to 50. Well, my family is huge, but we got to 50 so quick. And I was like, what the heck? Is this like half of our wedding guest list? Oh my gosh. Um, literally. And it's just because there's like so many people who are like in our lives and like love him and stuff. And I was like, that's just going to be so sweet because they're all just going to like spend time with him and snuggle him. Like the party's only two hours, but I have a feeling it's going to go for like a long time. Yeah. Um, just because like everyone's going to want to see him and spend time, some time with him. So, I'm so excited. Obviously, there's going to be birthday content and human being here content all over our socials, all over TikTok and stuff like that. And then we're going to do like a shoot uh, for the podcast and like obviously record an episode. Maybe we'll like go live or something and like do a QA. and a That'd be fun. Yes. And I'm also so excited to meet your sisters and your mom (laughs) and just like your friends because last time I was there, I was there for so little time that I didn't get to meet anybody right so and everyone's like can we like come over and hang out with Jimena too because like they all <laughs> know you from like social media and from me and then from the podcast it's like everyone knows all these details of our lives they like don't yeah. know us and so they're like I mean can like we come hang out and then everyone's <laughs> like oh we'll, we'll meet her at the party and I'm like it's just so funny when people like know you before you like know yes. them but it's gonna be fun yesterday i went to crate and barrel and just like a shopping mall area here with my friends and my friend bailey ran into one of her old co-workers her friend and like her friend is one of my followers like she follows me and it was the first time that i had ever met somebody that like knew me but i didn't like know them like that you know from social Mm -hmm. media yeah she was like oh my gosh and like reached to give me a hug and i was like hi it was, it was like, really sweet, but it was, like, the first time I had met. Yeah, um, that's... A follower. That's sweet. That happened to me when August was really little, and we were walking out of, like, a photo studio, and someone goes... They recognized Bailey first. They were like, you're the girl who carried a sister's baby, and you're the sister, and that's the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hi. But, like, sometimes I hope people won't see me out because they're going to be like... <laughs> They're going to be like, what? This is what she looks like. We've been catfished. Like if I just like run to the store or something, they're going to be like. Same girl. Like a random target run. They'd be like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <sighs> oh, and another exciting thing that is happening this week that goes hand in hand with this episode is that we are going to be releasing our first digital product. The Social oh Mom Podcast gosh. is going to be releasing our first digital product. Yes, we are so excited. It ties into this episode. Um, we have made media kit templates and pitching templates. So those should be available for you guys to purchase um, probably by the end of this week. Um, make sure you're following our socials so that, you know, you know exactly when they come out. Um, 
But with that said, we can get into what this episode is about, which is how we pitched brands, what we include in our media kits, rate cards, when to send them, how to get brand contact information, tons of different things. Um, and we will go more in depth at the end of the episode uh, about like what our digital product is going to be um, and kind of like how it can help you um, and when we are going to launch it because we are so excited. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into it. We're going to start with media kits and what they are. Okay, so media kits in like the sphere of like influencing are basically like a one to two page PDF file that you send over to brands. Um, It's kind of just like an introduction to who you are, like who... um, who your followers are, the type of like content that you create and like what platforms you're on. It's just like a two page introduction to who you are with like a lot of statistics that they just like can't see by just like looking at your socials. And so instead of just like sending them like a random email that doesn't really have a lot of information saying that you want to work with them, it's like you can send them an email along with like uh, your media kit that kind of just gives like a quick blurb about like who you are um like visually and they can visually see it and so they don't have to like go searching for you and searching for your socials it's just like all the information in one place which makes it like it's a kind of it's essential to get brand deals I feel like it's like no one's gonna want to put that much amount of work into finding out who you are like if you're already reaching out to them then like you should give them all the information that they need it's similar to a portfolio but not all of your work is into the media kit just kind of your vibe your niche your aesthetic And then again, like she just said, like all your analytics and all that stuff. Something that also goes along with your media kit um, is your rate card. And so for both of us, we send our media kits, which we'll explain a little bit further of what that looks like um, to some brands. And then when people ask us our rates, we'll usually send our rate card. And so sometimes that's like attached um, to like the bottom of our rate, our media kit. Um, and then sometimes we just like send it separately, just depending on like if the brand reached out to us and they were like, what are your rates? We'd probably send our, our media kit in our rate card. But if we're like pitching a brand, I usually just send my media kit just to see kind of like what their budget is. Yeah. You um, don't want to, you don't want to leave money on the table, like, and send your rate card right away. Cause what if their budget is bigger than that, than what you right. charge? Yeah. And if, like, their budget is smaller, but they have, like, wiggle room or, like, they're willing to work with your budget more, they're more likely to do so once they know you, not in, like, that first initial email where they're like, whoa, she's way out of what we can afford. So we usually like to send our media kit first and then rate card along. Um, And our rate card usually just includes services we offer um, along with the rate for that service. Um, So that can be anything from just, like, a TikTok video, Instagram story set, um, Instagram and feed post usage, whitelisting, like all of that stuff. Okay. So on my media kit, the front page, I have like services that I offer, but not in depth. Um, and then my audience, audience, and then my audience demographics and just like some pictures. Um, and we will, like we said, we will have templates for you guys to purchase if you are interested. So, you know, exactly like what the layout of ours would look like or similar. Um, but yeah, I have other than the demographics, I also have like my socials, all my contact information and just a little blurb about myself. So for audience demographics, we include things like our audiences, like age. So like, that's really important because, like if a brand's target audience is like younger people, they're going to want to know that your following is younger people. Um, also like younger, like women or men. Um, mm-hmm. like they, there's no use in them like paying you to post something when your audience is like older men and their target <laughs> audience is young women. So that's like really important to have that on there as well as your location. Um, I think this comes into play with like if they're trying to like appeal to a certain location's audience or if they're opening up like a new store there or they're having like an event, then they're going to want to like going to want to know where you're from or even just like for like weather purposes. I feel like like if you have like a super summery 
inspired, warm brand, then like it might not make sense to work with someone who's in like Seattle. Right. You know, like it's rainy, it's cold, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I also love with like including brand collabs. Um, I love doing this with just putting like the brand's logo and I like making them like specific to the brand I'm pitching, like kind of like niche relevant. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm working with like a clothing brand and a shoe brand, I love including like, I'll go change like all the little icons. I love including like some shoe companies, some jewelry, like kind of like more life's like style stuff rather than like lifestyle and home. Yeah, same with the pictures. I always just suggest the pictures too. Because like yeah. if, if it's like a fashion brand and like if my media kit right now is all baby stuff like for, for when I work with baby related products, like I always yeah. just change it so it's more about me and less about me being a mom and, you know, and just right. like all about my kid. Um, yeah, totally. And I think it's really important to have photos on there that reflect like your – style and the way you edit photos um just so they know what they're getting um because if they like sign you and then you edit a photo like way different it's like a completely different like genre photos they're gonna be like what the heck (laughs) um like this is not what I signed up for so I think that's like really important to have that like consistency from like your socials into your media kit and kind of like make it all make sense um, it's also really important to have a photo of what you look like because sometimes brands have like a certain vision of like what they want the person that's promoting their product to look yeah. like. Um, so I think it's like really important to have like a good photo of you um, at least on there. And you can, if sometimes it's hard to, this is like real technical and we'll put like notes in this in our like template, uh, our templates that we sell, but there's a feature on Canva where you can like remove the background of things, which is and our templates are going to be in Canva. So this is why we're talking about it. Um, and you just use that tool to remove the background. You don't have to use like Photoshop or anything. And then that's what we use to put like all of like the brand collabs um, yeah, their logos. on there. Yeah. Their logos on there. Yes. Yeah, so I include pictures of myself and then as well as my home because um, that's what my content is about is motherhood, home decor, and lifestyle stuff you know or in fashion yeah. as well yeah totally so it, it would make sense for them to like know kind of like what your home <laughs> looks yeah. like just all um, all around just what your aesthetic is yeah I think it's also really important to have your social media channels like your primary one so like if you're on tiktok if you're on instagram if you're a youtuber if you have a podcast, um, which is reminding me, I need to update mine with the podcast stuff. Yeah, we need to do um, that. You should have that hyperlinked, which you can do on Canva as well. Um, and you want so that they can like easily just like click on it and find it um, instead of them having to like go type your social in because like that's just kind of like annoying. You just want to save them as much time as possible because they have – brands have so many people, so many influencers just in their – inbox all the time that you want to stand out and you want to make it as easy as you can like make it so easy for them just to be like yes love this yeah so those are all kind of like tips that we would do things that we include in our media kits um as well as our rate cards yeah but other than the audience demographics you also and like your handles you also want to include some statistics so like your follower count for sure and your engagement rate, there is a website or you can go, I'm sure if you Google it, like how to find your engagement rate on Instagram, you just, I think you're the one that told me about it. Oh, it's Social Blade. Yes. Yeah, so you can go on Social Blade and um, it will tell you exactly how to do it so you can figure out your engagement rate. That's all I have. I have like my follower count, engagement rate, and that's it. Hold on, let me look mine real quick. <laughs> Make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, I used to have like I used to have impressions, but I haven't like updated that, so I just took it off as of mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, I have total followers, engagement rate, TikTok followers, and weekly IG impressions. Um and then I have like my age demographic 
broken down by my two main ones, broken down by percentage, and then male and female, women and men, uh, broken down by percentage as well. Also, include your website if you have one. Include your email just in case like it gets sent to like someone else. They like know what email is linked back to it. Yeah. And also name the file your name or your handle. Oh, for sure. Media kit. So I'd be like at Emily Francis Wheaton media kit dot PDF and send it as a PDF because that makes all of the links like workable, which is really important. We also both include um, like a little blurb just like about us. She's like, hi, I'm Emily. I'm Humana. Just like a little blurb about like who we are, like our little elevator. Your like 10 introduction. Second. Your 10, 10 second elevator. Yes. Keep it really, really short and sweet. And then I also have like a little blurb um, saying after like all the services that I offer, if they don't see what they're looking for, I'm also available to just create other content and I'm open to their ideas. Yeah, I have that on there as well. And for services, I just list like sponsored posts, like photography services and content creation, um, brand ambassadorship, which... I kind of do. It just depends if it's paid or not. Yeah. Um, TikTok collaborations. And then you could do like YouTube video integrations. If you're on YouTube, we would put like pod podcast integrations. Um, I think you could also do like newsletter um, inclusions. And then like you can do like sponsored posts on like Pinterest and stuff if you have like a good Pinterest reach. So it's really customizable to like you and your platform and your niche and like what you do which I think is really cool but overall you want to like have like all of the good key information visually what your work like looks like who you are and keep it like pretty short and sweet because no one wants to be like flipping through a 21 page document like keep it one Mm -mm. to maybe two pages max Okay, so those would be like the first two pages. And then like Emily was saying, later on, you send them your rate card unless they ask for it right away. Um, And on my rate card, I have exactly what services I offer, which I offer just like a static Instagram post, a three to four frame IG story, and then like high res images, TikTok, real videos, all that. And then I have additional services, which is like whitelisting usage and exclusivity content creation would be like if a brand sends you product for you to create like content for them but you don't have to like post on your channel so it's kind of like a separate thing than just like an instagram photo um and then there's whitelisting whitelisting is when a brand boosts your post through your account so like if you've ever seen like an influencer have a sponsored post like come up in like your instagram or facebook ads that's more than likely whitelisting and a brand put money, they put money behind that to like boost it. Um, and then as well as usage, that's basically like how long a brand can use your content for their ads. And then, um, exclusivity, which is the amount of time that you can't work with a similar brand or like a brand within a certain brands, like niche that you've worked with. So, And those brands kind of, like, you will usually say how specific in the contract, like, it is. Like, sometimes they'll, like, list the brands you can't work with. Like, if you're working with, like, Uber Eats and they probably wouldn't want you to work with, like, DoorDash or, like, you know, something like that. Yes, they usually will tell you exactly what brands you can't mention. And then they usually pay per, like, 30 days for all of those. So, like, 30-day yeah, I 30 have day, thirty day periods. Yeah, I have them listed by thirty day period, and usually uh, brands will ask you for like six months or three months, and then you just kind mm-hmm. of add it up. For whitelisting, I feel like this is pretty standard, not so specific to my rate. Is for whitelisting, we charge twenty five percent of our base rate. Yeah, so like whatever your weight is, 15% of that would be like your whitelisting fee. Yes. Per 30-day period. And that is per 30-day period. And then for usage rights, 15% of the base price. And exclusivity is 20% of the base price. And that is what we have found to be like 
obviously it can be different. Things can have more value to you. Um, maybe if your bigger exclusivity is like a much higher like risk, so you can like have that be higher, but that seemed to be like more kind of like industry standard from what we have like researched. Yeah. From what we've seen. So that's just what you can set on your media kit if you want. Um, but rates, I would say it is very tricky to tell you this is how much you charge because it just varies person to person depends on your, how much you value your time how um the quality of the content that you're putting out your like engagement on your content that you're doing your conversion rates it's yes. it's just like it's so hard just to be like here's your follower account here's what you should charge um I feel like at first it's kind of like the way my brain like thought I should do it and then I started saying yes to things and be like this is not enough money for the time because it seems like it wouldn't be that much time it would be so easy to post a TikTok or whatever but actually when it's like all of the back and forth the prep like the tracking of the packages the back and forth with like approval like posting it's all like way more work than it seems and so you just kind of like know what you are willing to accept for how much work that you're putting in yeah especially if a brand is asking for usage rights like this goes this goes hand in hand with like content creation I would say um like if you're making a TikTok video and you they are also paying you for usage rights um it's not just about how many followers you have because they're going to be reposting it so the quality of the content would be kind of worth yeah because like at the end of the day they're boosting the content so it's gonna it's gonna be pushed out to however many followers they choose by how much money they spend and so it's really about like the quality of the content and is it gonna get people to engage and buy things when it's pushed out to more people so it's like you could have you could be a micro influencer and you could have five thousand followers on tiktok but have like really good content and so they can boost it and you can get tons of views and that can convert to a lot of sales for them so it's really tricky. I wish that there was like a one answer of like how to charge and like how to say how much your time is worth. There was like an old, old way um, before like micro influencing was really in. It was like the traditional influencing to say what your rate should be. And it was like <laughs> 40 cents per like a hundred followers or something stupid. Like it was ridiculous. It was like, you get paid nothing. It, it, it's so outdated. So like never listen to anyone if they try to like devalue your work by saying crap like that, because no, like we charge what our time is worth and the content that like we know we can put out and like, what's going to provide for your family. Like you, that's like the cool part about this job. It's stressful coming up with rates, but like you get to decide what, it's worth it to you and like you may get less brand deals at a higher price point but then you have to do less to get as much as you would if you did 10 of the lower price point or whatever so yes I it's it's so tricky I'm I wish that we could be like more help but like I don't and it changes like I feel like I'll do a brand deal at a certain price and then I'll be like okay I know that like my work is worth more and then I'll up it. So it's just like you, I mean, you can change your prices whenever you want, like whenever you want, literally every day you could, you you could increase (laughs) or decrease if you're not getting the deals you want or like whatever. So it's just like, there's so much freedom, but it's like kind of overwhelming. It is very overwhelming. The first time that I came up with rates, my brother helped me and he looked it up and the answer, the results that came up when he looked it up was pretty much what you just said, like 40 cents per three followers like whatever like 100 followers or whatever and like that's how we came up with my rates and then after that I think once brands started reaching out to me and giving me their budget I think one time yeah this is what happened actually one time a brand reached out to me and offered me um I'll just tell you $500 for a video and I had to post it on Instagram and so I accepted that and then after that, I was like, okay, this is going to be my base at, mm-hmm. at this point. And then from there, it's just, it goes up. Sometimes it goes down. It just like depends on the brand. It depends on whatever it is that they're asking for. 
Um, so that's kind of how I started figuring it out. And then when I met Emily, we kind of compared grades. And then from there, we just like help each other out with that. Yeah, it's really nice to have um, like someone to bounce it off of and be like, is this too much? Is this not enough? Yeah. And like join our Facebook group because we will literally like answer whatever, <laughs> literally whatever you want. I'll be like, no, girl, you need to, which is probably what we will both say is like, no, you need to charge more. Like oh, you yes. need to value your work more because we're still just telling that to ourselves. Yes. Like I, like, yeah, I met up with a friend um, a few weeks ago and I was asking her because she's she kind of does influencing but like not full-time and I was like why aren't you doing it full-time like your your content is great and like she has worked with brands before um and I was like if you don't mind me asking like how much have you charged for like a post because she was like it's just not worth it and she told me and I was like that's why because you're not charging enough I was like you could be charging x amount and she was mind blown when I told her that she could charge like five hundred dollars for a tiktok or like a reel and that's just base like i just said like that brand had offered me five hundred dollars and i and then from there i just it's gone up but yeah if you have like specific questions if you want us to tell you like mm, our opinion on what your rate is or or what you've been offered, leave it in the Facebook group and we can go back and forth. And I'm sure other people can pitch in as well if they're also yeah. doing this. Yeah. And it's up to you of what you want to accept. Like if you throw a hybrid out there and a brand's like, whoa, that's like way over a budget, then like you can um, like negotiate and come to a rate that you like feel comfortable with. Also, I feel like my rates fluctuate depending on like the, this probably, I shouldn't do this, but I do like the cost of the product. Like if someone's sending me like my dream product and it costs a lot of money, I'm more willing to yes work for less because I know the product, there's like a higher value on the product that I'm working for. Um, and that's not technically like looped into like what I'm getting paid, but it is like nice to be yeah. paid on top of something that I'm like wanting already. Exactly. Like if somebody offers you a hundred dollars for a product you all, you already wanted and it's like, way over like if somebody was to offer me a Dyson vacuum and they were, and they were literally like, about to say Dyson <laughs> and they were like here we'll pay you $50 like I would do it because I would probably do it for free because I just want the vacuum like but then right, I'd, it's, it's something that you would like genuinely like and use and talk about anyway so it's like totally so natural yes to talk about it's like your dream brand that you'd want to work with and like there's sometimes there's brands that reach out to you that you would enjoy the product but they're not your dream partnership and that you still want to work with them. You would still enjoy the product. You would still love to tell your audience about it. But it's not your Dyson. It's not your Target. It's not your Lululemon yes. or whatever it is for you. You can like be a little bit more firm on your base rate. And like how much you are willing to like give. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like sometimes I'm like, okay, well, I'm not like this isn't my dream partnership, but I do want to work with them. So I'm going to be a little more firm on like my base rate. Because... Yeah. And then if they end up paying it, then amazing. And if not, like you're not like missing Heartbroken. out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like you're, they passed you up. For sure. So I think that's what we have to say on rights right now. But if you guys want to talk more about it, um, like Emily said, go over to our Facebook group and we can chat to you about that. And you can also DM me. Um, sometimes people have messaged me and I'm like, yeah, uh, we can go back and forth and I can help yeah. you. The Facebook group is nice because there's other influencers in there that can just like share their opinion. They might have like a more similar following size to you or similar content. That's like nice to just like hear everyone's opinions. And then you can kind of take away what you want from that. So I highly recommend joining the, the Facebook group. I like, am so ready for someone to have like a conversation where they're like, I got yes. this brand. I like want someone to post in there and be like, this brand reached out to me. Like what? what should I say or what should I do or how do I leverage or let them know how much I'm worth and stuff like that. So yes. Don't be afraid. I, it's going to be, I feel like it's a safe place for you. And you can post, like you can post anonymously. Oh um, yeah. If you're not, true. if you're not comfortable or just like message us and we can post it for you yeah. or something. Um, and then people can comment on it. So 
there's ways to get around it if you're not like super comfortable sharing all like the details and stuff about that yet and like i feel like it's taboo to like talk about rates like it's like you don't want to tell people what you're charging because like what if they like i don't know like i don't know what you'd be afraid that they would do but it's like so freeing knowing what other people are charging because you can be like like someone told me what they charged one time and i had like a larger following and as well a good content as them and i was like what the crap like Mm -hmm. i thought that i was overcharging myself but when reality like brands are wanting to work with you at that level so it's like i want brands to value me at that level too so it's so nice when you just have like an open conversation that you can talk about stuff like this and bounce things off of other people because it can be such like an isolating job when you're just doing it yourself yes um i am always open to tell you guys and in the dms so if you have questions just yeah. DM me sometimes we sign like contracts that we won't talk about things with brands so like you oh, can't yeah. always be like the most specific like if you're like how much did this company pay you to yeah. share about that like we can't always say that but we'll try to give you as much information as we can yes amen to that <laughs> yes okay so that is pretty much what a media kit consists of Um, But now we can tell you about how we would pitch to specific brands. Yeah, let's talk about how you get a brand's contact information first. There's a few ways to go about it. Um, The first and most obvious is just like Googling to see what their like contact email is. Um, The only problem with this is that sometimes you can get like... um, just sent to their normal like customer service email, which can kind of like delay you talk getting in front of the person that you want to get in front of because customer service is just going to like push you along to whoever you need to go to. So they're like clearing out the inbox. Um, you can also DM a brand and he will go into in a second, like what to say when you DM them. Um, so people look people up on LinkedIn. They'll be like free people, influencer partnerships. And like look them up oh. on LinkedIn to like, see, I don't do that as much because I don't have LinkedIn on my phone. Um, but some people do that. Um, you can also ask other influencers for like a brand contact. I don't think that there's any shame in that at Mm -hmm. all. I do that Um, all the time. Whenever I see like my friend influencers post with brands and people do this to me too. I'm like, girl, what is the contact info? Because I need it. (laughs) And and, like, I'm not a gatekeeper, so I will always share. And I think most of the people I follow are the same. And I think, like, if you're, like, kind of, like, cold messaging someone and you've never, like, engaged in their content and don't have, like, this relationship with them, I feel like that could come off as kind of, like, the person being, like, oh, like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't really know you. So I think that's – I keep saying this, but it's, like, another really good reason why to have, like, this influencer community around you so that we can all, like, collectively help each other out. Like, me and Jimena share every single, like, email. I'm, like, look who I just reached out to me, like, here – like, yeah, we're to each other. We're like, here's this. Like, they would probably love your stuff, too. Because if they love mine, they're most likely going to love hers and vice versa. Yes. Um, that is super important because I would feel weird if somebody – I mean, I wouldn't feel weird because I this is my job and now I'm showing you guys how to do this. But, like, I wouldn't randomly message, like, Amber Filler up and ask her for someone's contact info. Like, right. it's and just, like – like, don't even follow them. It's just No, bizarre. it's usually people that, like, I follow and they follow me. But mm-hmm. – yeah. Um, and then you can also search for their, um, like sometimes they'll have like an influencer application on like their website. So you could search like, I'll use like day as an example. Cause you said Amber <laughs> day influencer application and see like what pops up. Cause sometimes it'll just like link to a part of their website or sometimes it's at the very, very bottom, um, in the footer of their website. will like say like either a contact email or it'll say like partnerships or, yeah. Let's connect, let's collaborate, whatever. And so you can just reach out um, there. Yes. So I feel like my favorite way of finding out their contact info, other than just like asking somebody I know, is DMing them directly on Instagram um, because then you already start the conversation with them and they kind of like see your name, see who you are. And then if mm-hmm. you end up email the, emailing them if it's the same person. Um, that responds to the emails then it's like you already have you have already started that relationship so well like you already have like the connection if you're tagging them in photos they already yes. see that so it's like they 
not just like this random person who just followed them that day trying to get like their information like it's I feel like that's valuable just even like engaging on their stuff and then DMing them yeah um yes I like that on DMs now you can see like when you tag somebody it shows up on the DMs you know and then they like will heart it or if you share them on your stories they can see that so what I would say is I would start off by saying, hi, blank team. I hope you had a great day, whatever, something short and sweet. I just wanted to ask, I wanted to reach out and ask if you are open to collaborations at the moment. I love your brand. I love this specific product if you have something from them. And I know that I could create amazing content for you. Is there a specific email that I can reach out to? Looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Yep, that's like the perfect DM. It's like you're you're like, hey, hope you're great. Love your stuff. Um, I know I would do really good at it. And who can I reach out to? Who yes. can I talk to? And then in the email, you can kind of say a little bit more, but still keep it short. So, and then usually uh, the brand will respond and say like, hi, thank you so much for wanting to work with us. Here is the email you can contact. Or I've had brands say like, right now we're not open to collaborations. And then that's it. I haven't really had brands like read my message and not say anything if anything they just don't open it and that's it but, like, ever <laughs> yeah like ever um but yeah and then sometimes they also do like an influencer application oh yes um yes. which i like it because i like it when they give it they have like two boxes on there where you can like talk about and pitch yourself more i don't like it when it's just like your name email Instagram and your address like I want to like talk to them Mm -hmm. but most of the time after you submit those it says like if you have any problems email influencers at whatever the brand is or whatever and so it'll give you the email after and so you can email them like I would probably wait like a week or two and then follow up again on like email um and then you can go in more in depth of like what you wanted to like say or like what you envision this partnership look like what's your ideas for the content if you're going on a trip um and like you could shoot their product at like a really cool location or if you like shoot coming up or like whatever you that's a good time to like give them that information because then it kind of like puts a timeline on them sending you the product versus just being like okay we have this girl who'd want to work with us and like they would have to like really have like a certain launch that would like cater to you versus just like kind of having like a timeline on like I'm going on a trip I'm having a shoot coming up or something like that is kind of nice because they're like oh great yeah we'd love to work with you and send you this on this like collaboration or whatever yeah um I find that pitching to brands like in the middle of the month has worked best for me because brands usually are getting ready for the next month so you could pitch them directly um and give them ideas of what you would want to create for the following month, unless they're, they have mm-hmm. some availability for the month already. But usually brands will try to plan ahead. Yeah. And if they say that they don't have any partnerships currently, like their partnerships are full for the month, then you could take that time to just like wait and then reach out at the end of that month for the, for the next month or whenever they said they have like partnerships available. Um, Cause sometimes they're saying that and it's just kind of like they're full of shit. <laughs> But in our experience, we worked with brands that like they genuinely like they have partnerships for each month. Yeah. And they just need to wait until like the next one before they can like move on. And so it's always a good time to follow up and just keep to keep the email light and not like pressure you at all. But like it's always nice to follow up because sometimes I feel like sometimes I'm like this person's being like malicious, they're ignoring me, but sometimes you just literally lose stuff in your inbox. Or like you're like, oh crap, who is that girl I wanted to work with? And so like there's no harm in sending a follow-up email. I think I've gotten sure. so many partnerships from sending a follow-up. Yeah, and brands do that too for us as well. And like emails I'm so from, glad they do. I'm so glad they do because I've gotten a few brand deals from people being like, hey, like, did you miss our email? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I did. And I really do want to work with you. So follow-up emails don't hurt unless somebody's like literally yeah. stop, fuck off then nobody's gonna say that to you but you know but, yeah. it's not gonna hurt to just keep following up and like if they say no in your follow-up email give it six months and yeah. then your following may have grown they ha- may have a different launch like they may have something that's like the perfect thing for you and so 
just give it time and like i feel like there's people who like are like older influencers that like have dream brands that they okay so like i'm thinking of like emily heron and dd rad they just came out with the like abercrombie collaboration and like i'm sure they pitched abercrombie like years ago and Abercrombie was probably like, no, we don't have anything. And like now they have like this dream partnership. So like, yeah, like literally like a collaboration, like they made products. So like not everything just like happens at once. So sometimes it takes like a little bit of patience, even though it's really annoying. But okay. So what do you say once you get the email in DMs, what do you say when you email them? Okay. So once I have the email, if it's via DM, these are my favorite. Uh, my favorite way to get an email because usually they will give you a name as well not just like a collabs email sometimes they'll be like here like email taylor at this email blah blah so how i would start that email is i would say hi taylor my name's jimena i'm just following up from the dm that um i had sent you and then i would tell them a little bit about myself very similar to the dm i already sent but i will go a little bit more in depth and I just say, like, I'm a motherhood and lifestyle influencer, content creator on Instagram and TikTok, at Home of Lemons, hyperlink it. And then um, if I already use that brand, I would tell them that I already own a product. And if you have already featured that product, like, definitely let them know and even link the video that or post that you have made um, featuring their brand. And then um, I would wrap up the email and say, if you have any upcoming campaigns or collaboration opportunities I would love to be seriously considered I'll attach my media kit for your review as well as links to content I've created featuring blank if you're reaching out on a specific product and then I just say looking forward to hearing from you and then I will usually if I'm pitching to them I will usually attach my media kit without rates so just Mm -hmm. the stats and um the demographics and stuff like that like the first two pages that we had just told you about yeah and then well what we briefly touched on like leaving off your rate card because it just like it's a lot of information to like start asking for money in like the first introduction yeah <laughs> like, i feel like it's nice just to be like what do you have like do they even have a budget available like all of that stuff instead of just being like here's what you better pay me or like i'm not gonna work with you yeah no, <laughs> even no. though it's not what you're saying but it's like kind of implied yeah and if you didn't get their email via dm and it's not like a super personable email um you can still say the same things and then just say you could be like i've been using your product for years if you have like i'm a big fan i'm obsessed with your packaging like i love the aesthetic of it i've been hearing so many good things about this like viral product like just like stuff like that making those like connections of like why you want to work with them and like why you love them is really good and it can be like for whatever reason that feels most authentic to you because that's probably what you're gonna have to say in like your ad when you do end up working with them yeah as well as how your audience could benefit from you sharing that or why your audience would love it as well yeah so that is basically our spiel on media kits, rates, your rate card, pitching brands, how to get those emails. Um, if you want to know like anything more that we like didn't go into, like we said, DM us on like our DMs or the Social Mom Podcast DMs, um, or you can totally post something in our Facebook group. And that's also a good way to, like, crowdsource information from, like, other people um, if we're not able to, like, get to it super quick. But we're pretty much in there every day if we can be. Um, So, yeah, that's what we have to say about this topic. Yep, that's, I think, all we've got. Um, Emily already said it all. But make sure you're following us on Instagram and the Facebook group at the Social Mom Podcast. Um, The Facebook group is called the Social Mom Podcast podcast besties right the social mom podcast besties group and it's always linked in the show notes always yes always. everything's always linked in there yeah that's all we've got next time you hear from us we'll be together oh. and now wait oh my gosh wait let's tell them about what we want to do what we want to record um for our next episode we're thinking of having you guys send in either stuff you need advice on um story yeah like an advice thing or um you can tell us stories (laughs) and we can react something we'll we'll post about it 
but but I, we we wanted we've been wanting to do like a viewer or like a listener like like something that y'all can engage in like y'all sim like viewers as listener submissions that's what the yes. episodes are called so y'all submitting like advice or and it could be advice about like anything or like mother-in-law horror stories or that kind of stuff we really want to do so we will be posting about it sometime this week um so make sure you're engaging on our instagram stories i want to talk about the product that we are releasing this friday we are going to be releasing our media kit template so they're going to be like three different um like designs of different media kits that you can just go and download and then customize with your information and your demographics and like your photos to make it like super easy for you guys so those are going to be for sale on friday and we are also going to include um a pitching template like dm and email kind of like what we talked talked about today but like all typed up and easy for you to just plug in customize and put it into an email to get your dream collaborations we're so excited to have our first product or first digital product and yeah we're really really stoked we're gonna do some like q a's on our instagram stories this week when we're together um if y'all have any questions about the product what it's gonna be like um how much it's gonna be like all of that stuff so keep an eye on our socials and we are just so excited to have our first product out and then hopefully we can continue to keep bringing you products that are that help you and make your life easier and cuter (laughs) a hundred percent so that is all that we have for today and we will talk to you next monday bye love ya